Welcome to the Career Chatroom, where we focus on job searching and landing. I'm your host, Erin Sergi. Welcome back to the Career Chatroom. Today, I'd like to address three questions that have come up pretty consistently during my time career coaching. I believe that each of these questions actually has more than one right answer. But over the years, I've developed a pretty strong opinion on the answer to each of them. And so I want to share my opinion, even though I acknowledge that my answer may not be the only one you hear if you ask the question. I'm going to share the reasons for the answer so that you understand my rationale. The first question is, when I see a position I'm interested in, should I apply right away or should I try to find someone to refer me in? Those of you who've listened to a previous episode will probably be able to pretty quickly guess the answer that I have for this question. When you see a position that you're interested in, apply as soon as possible. Why is this important? Positions are only posted for a certain period of time, and that's determined by the posting practices of the company or even how many applicants they've already collected. You do not have any obvious way of knowing whether the position will still be posted tomorrow, an hour from now, or or maybe still for another week. I know that some people will tell you that you should wait to apply until you've alerted a connection that can refer you in. The reasoning behind that is that if you're declined, it could be hard to get back into consideration. While this might be true, I also know that it's just as difficult, if not impossible, to have the position reposted just for you to apply at a later point. If a position comes down and you have not gotten that application in, it doesn't matter if you have someone in the company who's advocating for you, at least in most situations. So apply first. Then ask the person you know to reach out to the recruiter or the hiring manager and advocate for your candidacy. Most companies' internal job boards have transparency around the hiring team or the recruiter, the hiring manager, and that's visible to employees. So if you can provide the job posting number to your contact and gracefully ask them to help get your application some attention, they'll be able to take that posting, look for the job on their website, and be able to identify the recruiter or the hiring manager that they need to get in touch with. I was also recently reminded that on LinkedIn, it's possible to see who from your school or your former employer is working at that company. This is a terrific way to find a connection at a company where you may have applied. And it may feel strange at first to send a message to someone that all you have in common with is that they went to your school or that you used to work at the same company. However, you should take advantage of every opportunity you have to get your application viewed from among the hundreds, if not thousands of applicants. If you've already applied, it's easy to share that posting number with the contact to follow up on. So you can send out that message to that person that you only know as a connection from your school, and you can be really specific about the position you've posted for, and also just ask them for some intel into how they find that company because you're interested in this particular position. Now for the second question that I've developed an opinion on. Do I have to submit a cover letter with an application? My answer to this is typically no. And that's across the board for most industries and incorporations. The exception is when the job posting specifically states that it's required. And I mean that 
it says it in those words, you must submit a cover letter. Now, when you go to fill in an application, there's often a place in the application process where it says that here's where you can attach a cover letter. I don't want you to misinterpret that as specifically requesting a cover letter. That's not the case. What I'm talking about is when in the job posting, it specifically asks for a cover letter. What I have found, and this goes back to my time as a recruiter, and it also covers my curiosity over the last couple years in regards to whether it's required or not. Most of my recruiter friends in the corporate space will tell you that they do not look for a cover letter. They're focusing in on the application and looking at the resume, and they're not even looking for a cover letter. However, shout out to my friend, Laura, who's actually my husband's cousin, who has brought a different perspective to my attention. She is in higher education. And in higher education, a cover letter is pretty much required all the time. Now, they will state that in the posting. They'll say that a cover letter and your application is required, but it's pretty much a rule, no matter what the level of the position is, that you're going to need to have a cover letter. And she's really made me see that that's just a different practice in higher education. Just in the last couple of weeks, I've also added another industry to that, that list of industries where there is a cover letter required. And that is in arts administration and probably not prof- nonprofits as well. But I do, do emphasize that in the cases where you need to have a cover letter, there will be that specific request in the posting. Now, that's not to say that a cover letter couldn't be useful. Even for a position that's at a corporation, you may find that you want to include a cover letter. What I would advise you to do is make sure that the cover letter covers off on information that is not already included in your resume. So what you might want to focus in on is that special connection that you have with the company or the industry or the mission. If it speaks to you in a very special way, perhaps because of a life experience that you've had or a particular hobby or something you do in your spare time that just makes this particular position something that you feel really energized and passionate about. Write a quick cover letter to really make that connection and call attention to your candidacy in that special way. What I don't find is very helpful is just having a very generic cover letter that you add as an additional piece of your application. So also, don't let a cover letter slow you down, especially if it's not requested. I go back to the speed comment that I made earlier about apply first. Don't let a lot of time pass between when you see a position that you're interested in um, and then when you apply. So if a cover letter is going to slow you down in any way and it's not requested, do not spend any time trying to get a cover letter in. As I indicated at the start, the questions I'm tackling today have more than one acceptable answer. And, And I think that the cover letter one that I just went through is an example of that. This next question is is actually one that may make some of my recruiter friends cringe a little bit, at my opinion. But like the others, I do stand behind this opinion, and and I, I find that I do give this advice pretty consistently. So the third question is, what do I do if I have an offer from a company 
and they're pressuring me for a response, but I still have an interview at another company and I'm really interested in seeing the interview process through. This might come up when you're applying for jobs and you're open for work immediately, um, or it could come up when you're interviewing for, say, a summer internship, or if you're a college student interviewing for opportunities to start with a company in the summer. So let's say it's February and you're, you're interviewing for positions that might start in May, June, or July. So it comes up in a couple different places. At the end of the day, you have to look out for what's best for you. As we've seen in the news recently, companies make business decisions that impact people's livelihoods and careers and will part ways with an employee if it's in the best interest of the company. So I, I really hold true to my perspective that you have to do what's best for you. And, and here's how that plays out sometimes. If you have multiple applications submitted to a number of companies, you're going to be at various stages of the interview process in each one. So let's take the one the scenario where you're looking to start a job ASAP. Let's say you get an offer on Friday, but you have an interview at another company that you're very interested in the following Wednesday, but the company you got an offer from on Friday, they want to know on Monday. This is all pretty quick, but I'm using it as an example. You should definitely ask them if you can postpone giving them an answer so that you can see through the interview process that you have at another company. And I'm very specific in my advice to say to be transparent. I don't mean that you should tell them what company it is that you're interviewing with, but I don't think it's a bad idea to let them know that you do have another interview, a finalist interview perhaps, that's coming up that you would like to see through. And, and you're really grateful for the offer that they've given and you're very excited about the prospect of working for that company. But let's face it, you're in demand and you have another company that's interested in you as well that you're interested in and, and you don't know yet what that offer is going to look like. It could actually provide you with a little bit of leverage with the company that's given you the offer already if they perhaps haven't given you their best offer, right? It might be beneficial for you for them to know that you do have another offer that's potentially coming your way and that they need to make sure that they've put their best foot forward. If it's a company that's reasonable and they can accommodate giving you that extra space to complete the interview process because they want to know that you have made the best decision for you and that you've been granted the chance to make that decision, then likely they'll give you the time to complete that interview process. And, and then it's important for you to let the other company know that you already have an offer in hand and that they need to hurry up and make their decision and decide whether or not they're going to get you an offer so that they can really secure you as an employee because you're not going to wait around forever when you have an offer in hand. But what if that company, that first company, doesn't give you the time and space to complete the interview process with the other company? They just flat out refuse and they want an answer. And it's before your interview process with the other company completes. Here's where I go back again to you have to do what's best for you. And I'm going to assume that what's best for you is that you have a job um, because you don't want to be left without an opportunity in hand. What I'm going to say is that you should go ahead and accept the offer from the other company, but that does not mean that you do not complete the interview process at that other company that you have an interview for. Now, if you don't have further interviews, um, you know, you, 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 at another place and you you know this is the the only kind of 
iron you have in the fire, of course, this is a much simpler decision. But if you are still going through interview process and you haven't started yet at that other company, then I would say follow through on these interviews if the companies that you're interviewing with are opportunities that you think you would want to take over the job offer that you have in hand. If it's not an opportunity that excites you as much as the one you've already gotten, then then gracefully decline to continue the interview process with the other company. But if it is something that you think would be really exciting and it would be a better move in your career, perhaps advance you faster or just give you experience that you aren't going to get at this other opportunity, then I would say continue with the interview process that you have already started. And then if you do get that other opportunity, it's a little messy, but I would say then you go back to the original company and you let them know that you have gotten the other offer that you are interested in and you are going to need to withdraw your candidacy and your and your acceptance of the offer and that they you will not be able to start as planned because you're taking this other offer. It's going to feel awkward. And like I said, it's it's a little messy. But this is your life, your career. You have to be able to get up out of bed every morning, let's just say every morning, five days a week, and and show up with your best self at your job. And so you do not want to have regret. You do not want to have second guessing a Monday morning quarterback if only, if only that timing had worked out better. You know what? Timing doesn't always work out. Sometimes you have to force the timing and bend it to your will. And that's what I'm advocating that you do here. There's another thing that might happen that's a little messier still. And that is you have already started your job and that other opportunity, that other offer comes through. This is really awkward, but I'm going to repeat myself and say that this is your life. This is your career. You have to make the job moves that are advantageous for you. And so if that opportunity comes up, you've already started at that other position, you can still give notice. You're most likely living in an at-will employment state and you can quit your job for any reason. You probably still need to give some respectful amount of notice. Perhaps it's two weeks. Perhaps if you've only been on the job for a week, it's not even necessary to give two weeks notice. But I would say two weeks notice is pretty much the standard. So even if you've only been on the job for a short amount of time, giving two weeks notice would make sense and you take that other opportunity. So it really is about making the decisions that are in your best interest because it is your life and your career. And so I mentioned that I probably am going to make my recruiter friends absolutely cringe with this advice that I just gave for this last question. But I do, especially in this environment, it's just become even more crystal clear that you are the one who has to look out for you. And a company is not going to make a decision that's not in their best business interest if if they have to decide whether or not they need to uh, reduce force, um, restructure, lay people off. They're going to do it. Um, And so you have to be the one who's looking out for you always. So these are frequently asked questions. There's three of them that have been kind of burning in my mind. I felt like I needed to get out, get out my opinion and get the, the, the advice out there. Again, you may find that other people strongly disagree with this opinion, this perspective that I've put out today. 
But I do hope that it helps you work through some of these questions for yourself and make decisions that are in the best interest of your career. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for joining me for this edition of the Career Chat Room. I hope you found the topics insightful, and I hope you join us for future episodes. Bye now. Bye now.